ready to talk fantasy football, then you're ready for the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your hosts, Mike Randall and Scott Berg. Welcome back to the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Mike Randall here with you. You can find me on Twitter at RandallRant. My partner Scott is down grilling, down the shore grilling. Scott Burke down the shore. You can follow him at SCOT557. He's grilling away, finishing up his vacation. So I'm going to take you through here on tonight's podcast, and I'm going to introduce our new segments that we have here. We're growing really quick. A lot of followers, a lot of people interacting with the show, so we're thrilled. We have a series of guests lined up for you. It is late July. We're getting into redraft season. You're going to start doing your prep. Training camps have opened. So what we have is we've lined up a series of top-notch fantasy football experts in the business over the next month and a half or so. We're going to have them coming on the podcast constantly, giving different questions, different takes, insight, so that you can make an informed decision and decide what players you want to take and what players you want to avoid. And we're going to start with one of the best ones here, Kyle Richardson from Rotoballer. You can find him on Twitter at krich1532. He's the host of the podcast, The Roto Revolution, as well as Rotoballer Game Day. Kyle Richardson, fantastic guy on Twitter, works real hard. Articles over at Rotoballer, he's got all his rankings. He is the perfect guy to kick off the Picking Up the Blitz fantasy expert interview series. So give a listen here. A lot of great information. He talks about Amari Cooper, who he loves. Derek Henry, does he agree with me? Does he not? Doug Baldwin's potential. Why Kyle Rudolph is a great selection for tight end. And at the end, we actually put him on the clock, the countdown clock, where we give him a lot of fantasy questions and a couple of questions about some other things. So sit back, relax, enjoy. Kyle Richardson from Rotoballer at krich1532. Here he is. It is truly an honor to have Kyle Richardson with us from Rotoballer today on the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at krich1532. He has the Roto Revolution and Rotoballer Game Day Podcast, an expert in fantasy football through and through. Kyle, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Mike. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm very excited in my dynasty startup league that I was able to draft Adam Thielen last night in round five. So I'm very excited about that. It's PPR. So I'm doing well. But let's start with the ultimate best ball draft, the Scott Fishbowl. I know that you're in. This is my third year doing it. I want a satellite in year one to get in. Last year, my team was horrific. You This year, I picked from the 101. I went with Zeke Elliott. So talk about your team. How many years have you been in? You were in the 10th spot in the Barney Stinson division. Tell us how that worked out for you. Yeah, so this is my first year in. Uh, last year, I signed up a little too late, so I wasn't able to get into it last year, but I uh, was really excited to get the email from Scott and be able to participate this year. And I've had a chance to talk about my team a few times, and I, I'm right in the middle on it, to be honest. So I would love to sit here and say, I love my team. I think I did amazing, but I I can't because, this was the ultimate mind game with myself in this draft. I really outthought myself. And, uh, you know, I, I, I got into my head a little bit when I was thinking about my draft prep. And I went through several different scenarios and how they were going to kind of play out and what I wanted to do. All the drafts got started. And my draft started a little bit slow to begin with. So I had the pleasure of kind of watching how other drafts were unfolding and kind of going through the first and into the second round. So when my pick came up, I said to myself, okay, in the leagues that I've been keeping an eye on, quarter packs are really coming off the board right away. So because of that, I kind of game plan to go quarterback early 
instead of what I normally do. And even in super flex leagues, I'm always get your running backs early, try to wait on quarterbacks a little bit. I outthought myself and I tried to change at the last minute and I, we're going to wait and see. I think I got some good value on some guys. I really like my wide receivers. I like my quarterbacks and my tight ends. Um, the one problem is I don't know what I have at running back yet. And then my depth at quarterback could also end up being an issue. So I definitely have some question marks, but I've got my fingers crossed. I might have gotten some good values in some places and, you know, hopefully it works out for the best. Yeah, I would say, Kyle, that when you have Rob Gronkowski as your tight end, A.J. Green and Doug Baldwin, I, I'd say that's pretty good, man. I, I think that's some of them good receivers there for you. And I, I'm glad you talked about the quarterback position because that leads me to my next question. When I draft in, in fantasy drafts, especially now when we're getting into redraft season, I treat drafting the quarterback as if I'm sitting there holding a hot plate in my hand and it's burning my hand and I want to wait as long as possible to let go. So I sit there and try to stare down everybody else in the draft before taking quarterbacks in your normal PPR and standard leagues. What's your philosophy now? Not in best ball. We're getting into redraft season. What are you thinking of doing? Obviously, there's some great quarterbacks at the top. You took Russell Wilson here. But the depth is so much. What, what's your advice here to the listeners about what to do at the quarterback position in your traditional redraft leagues? Always wait on quarterback. That a boy. I am completely, I am completely on that bus with you. Absolutely, especially this year. Um, I just actually ended up updating all of my rankings. Um, I was um, I was allowed to do the expert rankings on Fantasy Pros this year, and then my rankings are on Rotoballer as always. Uh, I'm on Fantasy Pros too, Kyle. We can compete. This will be great. I'm sure you'll destroy me, but yeah, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is my first year doing it. I've always done rankings in the past, um, a little bit deeper this year than I have in, in years past, though, so that's a lot of fun. But, you know, I, I'm sitting there the other night, and I'm looking at quarterbacks, and I'm like, 2018 is so deep. Like, you could wait forever on quarterback and be just fine. And, and that's always been kind of my philosophy is wait on quarterback because unless you play in a league where you have some really crazy settings where your quarterbacks are, are top scores, like they're going to be your top scores year in and year out. Maybe you get six points, so uh, passing touchdowns, you know, maybe there's some other completion type things in there as well. I've seen some leagues like that. Uh, you know, it, unless you have something like that, Go get your premium players at the beginning. Get your running back. Get your wide receiver. You know, wait on those quarterbacks until later. And I'm a guy who I will wait, 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 and wait until I sense maybe a run coming, and then I might jump depending on who's there, uh, or I might wait. I mean, I've had this conversation the past couple of days with a lot of people. Last year in every single one of my leagues, I own Matthew Stafford. Wow. And it was because I thought he was a great value. So I always waited and he always fell to me. So that was, you know, this year, you know, this year I'd be, I'd be willing to wait on, you know, maybe Jared Goff, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan. Like if I really wanted to wait really long, I could get, I could get my guys later after other ones have come off the board. But I'm going to be so solid at the other positions that I'll be fine if I'm a little bit weaker at quarterback. Oh, death taxes in Matthew Stafford. I just put a tweet about it the other day. The guy is super consistent. Last year, fantasy points per game, he was about 18 fantasy points, 17.9. He was QBA. That's a, that's a great call. I completely agree with you. Now, talk to me about the rookie QBs. I, I feel like I'm in the minority here, which is fine. You can ask my partner. I don't mind being in the minority on Patrick Mahomes. 
I'm I love Patrick Mahomes' arm. I love Andy Reid. Great coach. A lot of weapons. Last year, Kelsey, uh, basically tight end one. Kareem Hunt, RB four. Tyreek Hill, wide receiver nine. I, I get it. They added Sammy Watkins, but I looked at the first years as starters for Manning, Brady, Rodgers, and Luck, and that was 3,700 yards, 23.7 touchdowns, and most importantly, 17.7 interceptions. And I kind of think Patrick Mahomes doesn't mind firing into double coverage once in a while. So talk about the rookie quarterbacks. Are there any that are on your radar? People are mentioning Lamar Jackson. What are your thoughts on them? And 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 I know Mahomes is not a rookie, but full time starter. What do you think about them? Yeah, you know, as far as the as far as the rookie quarterbacks go, um, you know, if we're talking long term, Baker Mayfield's my QB one. Uh, I think he's the best quarterback in this draft. So long term, I'm going to take him. Um, you know, in terms of what we're going to see this year, though, um, you know, I don't know if we're going to see Lamar Jackson. To be sure, he's my QB two long term. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it sounds like they're going to try to get him on the field. But where are they going to get him on the field? Uh, you know, I've seen reports saying that the guy might play a little slot. I've seen the guy might take some snaps in the backfield. I think Flacco will do just enough this year, just enough to hold off Lamar Jackson being the starting quarterback. Um, I, I think overall that team is going to run through the ground game. I'm a big Alex Collins truther. So I think that's kind of going to how they're going to run this offense this year and they're yes. going to keep the pressure off Flacco and, yes. and not let him make a bunch of mistakes. Um, so, so I don't think Lamar Jackson makes it on. I think Tyrod Taylor is a really good value this year. I think he's going to hold off Baker Mayfield just enough, although there's a lot of video circulating today of Baker Mayfield yep. throwing some balls to Antonio Callaway. So, Absolutely. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that hype is starting to go a little bit quickly. You know, and it sounds like Sam Darnold is going to get the a chance to actually make some moves this year and win that starting job right away. And Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, obviously, I like him a lot. He's a guy I think that could unseat Sam Bradford really quickly. So there's, there's opportunities for all of them. But at the same time, nothing is clear-cut that, yeah, this is going to be the guy come week one. Um, so as far as rookie quarterback, I'm not really trying to buy any in a redraft league this year because I just don't think any of them will give me enough time unless they win that job week one. And I'm not willing to bet on some of these guys to win that job week one. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I know people like Mahomes. I mean, he had the one game last year, but that I just think it's hard. The NFL is hard. Playing quarterback in the NFL is one of the most difficult things to do in sports. And listen, Alex Smith was as efficient, especially on the deep ball last year, as anyone could have hoped for. So I'm with you. I, I just where do you have Mahomes in your rankings on Rotoballer? I have Mahomes as QB 13. Okay. I have him just outside that QB 1 area. Okay. Okay. Um, I do like him a lot. Yeah, he's got an amazing arm. I think he's got a great skill set. You know, I, I'm, I'm picturing some up and downs this year. The numbers that you laid out for the rookie quarterbacks a couple months ago, that's great research. I would not be surprised if he is right in that area. Okay. Maybe okay. I would tick the, the yards up a little bit and mm-hmm. put him more towards like 4,000 yards just because I think that's going to be an offense that's going to throw a lot this year. Um, but yeah, I like him a lot. I think he's going to offer great value. And if you can get him as, a, as your QB, uh, as your QB two, I think he could offer good QB one upside. He might be really good to pair with a guy like Case Keenum if you're waiting till really late. Case Keenum could be like a really safe guy this year, while Mahomes could be that upside guy that you could play uh, different weeks. Or if he takes off and has a great season, we put him in there every week. I like that putting the upside quarterback with the high, the high floor quarterback. Very good. I like that. Fantasy football is polarizing, right? You're on Twitter. 
you get a, you're always sending out great information. You get attacked for your takes just like I do. So let me take you through here some quick hitters, some polarizing players, and tell me where you fall. Do you like them? Do you not like them? Let's go through a few. We'll start with one that's near yeah. and dear to my heart, man. Amari Cooper in Oakland. Yeah, and I, I still love Cooper. I'm still there on the it is. Yes. You, you, you don't <laughs> You don't do what you do during your first two seasons that Cooper did without being talented. He, he's got the talent. Um, he's going to be the wide receiver one. He's finally got Crabtree pushed out of there. He doesn't have to worry about him anymore. He's going to see, uh, you know, people keep saying, you know, Martavis Bryant, Martavis Bryant. You know, we don't even know if he's going to play the entire year. He's got a potential suspension looming over his head. Thank you. Yeah, Jordy Nelson has lost the Jordan Nelson has lost the staff. The only other guy that I really like there is Ryan Switzer. If, if he can play in the slot all year, I think he's got sneaky slept by the yes. potential in PPR league. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm all on Cooper still. I'm, I'm not going to get off it until he proves to me that he can't play football, but I don't think that's the case. I think he's an athlete. Folks, we're in church, and Kyle Richardson is preaching. Well, keep preaching to me. Let's move <laughs> on. Derek Henry in Tennessee. Derek Henry truthers are some of, are some of the – Craziest truthers out there. That's me. I, I am one be, of those people. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have to constantly be careful with my Derrick Henry takes because <laughs> if I don't word something correctly, I have got somebody crawling up my back ready to talk in my ear. But, you know, I'm, I don't know. There's just something about Derrick Henry that I don't buy into. And I know he had a great end of the season. He had a great playoff. I mean, the guy looked like he was a top tier running back and, I just, I'm not buying it. Even last year when we're like, okay, DeMarco Murray, gone. Derrick Henry's going to be the guy. I said to everybody, sell right now. Sell right now because I think they bring someone in. I think they draft somebody. I think there's a reason that they haven't been giving DeMarco, or they've been giving DeMarco Murray so many touches and not Derrick Henry. And then all of a sudden, Deion Lewis comes in. They had Derrick Henry truthers just to play <laughs> because there, I don't think there could have been a worse scenario for them when that happened. And I think in standard leagues, you get some value out of them. But this was a tweet the other day that I sent out about Deion, Deion Lewis's usage in the red zone last year. And he was top 10 in rushing yards within the red zone, carries within the red zone, touchdowns within the red zone. I, I, they're going to use him all over the field. They're going to use Derrick Henry a lot. I just think they both offset each other so much in 2018. It's really hard to get consistent value. And his ADP is still at a point where I would not be comfortable with that inconsistent value from him. That's very fair. A lot of people agree with you. I'm on the other side. If this ends up happening and I see Deion Lewis getting red zone looks, you're going to get a, a gif out there of, of me going down in the Titanic. I can tell you that. But listen, I, I, he's a polarizing guy. That's certainly a very reasonable take. Uh, Jacksonville wide receiving core. I'm working on the uh, Rotoviz RV32 team preview series, and, and JP Shadrick was just on there talking about the wide receivers. He said they basically have a bunch of wide receiver twos. Do you think Keelan Cole could be the best of the bunch? Yes, I love Keelan Cole. Oh, um, at the end, at the end of last year, um, one of my articles that I write throughout the season called hashtag trending now. I take a look at dynasty players who are trending up and trending down. And at the end of last year, I think I included Keelan Cole in the trending up because what I saw at the end of last year and throughout the season really led me to believe that this is, this is a guy that is going to break some big plays. He might be more of like a Deshaun Jackson where you don't always have the consistent performances. You have a lot of big plays. You have some touchdowns. 
But, I mean, he was, depending on what you're looking at, there's a couple of different websites that have it a little bit differently. But uh, in, terms of, in terms of his big playability, yards per catch, he led the league last year. He was either one or two. There's, like, percentage points that fluctuate between a couple of different websites. So uh, it, I think he's got some big play uh, ability. I think they're going to run the ball so much in Jacksonville this year that every once in a while, Bortles is going to catch you off guard with a big play, and it's going to be the call. And a lot of people started to kind of say, eh, I'm not, I'm not buying into it because they have so many wide receiver two type players there that I think Keelan Cole kind of got lost a little bit. But from what I've been seeing as far as training camp goes, this guy's making an impression. Kyle, Golden Tate, he's gone 99, 90, 91, and 92 receptions. Kenny Galladay's emerging. Does that continue in Detroit? Uh, I think for one more year, Golden Tate is your is your golden standard for PPR wide receivers. Um, this is I wrote an article about him a few months back, saying how does this guy become a wide receiver one? And and basically every season in Detroit, he's been so close, with the exception of one season when he was a wide receiver one. And really, it's just a couple of touchdowns here or there. And one season, if he would have just had one more touchdown, he's a wide receiver one. And another season, if he would have had two or three, he's a wide receiver one. The guy, he's going to be the constant factor in Detroit again. He's going to put up a lot of catches. He's going to get a lot of yards. The touchdowns may or may not be there. Eric Ebron and Darren Fells leaving open up about seven touchdowns from last season that are going to have to go to somebody. Uh, we know the Lions, they love to throw. I know that they tried to revamp the running game a little bit, but I just don't think they become a running team or even a 50-50 balance team overnight. So Golden Tate this year, I still like him. I don't think Detroit resigns him, though. And then Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay are your guys in 2019. Uh, Kyle, I'm flashing back to the SAT that we took in high school with this next player. I, you know, when you have those hard math questions, they say if the answer is too easy, it's wrong. It seems to me that in Seattle, their defense looks the worst it's been in the Pete Carroll era. Russell Wilson has been yeah. able to accumulate top three or even top one QB fantasy seasons with a great defense, it seems like it's going to be a bonanza of negative game script. And if you look at their wide receivers, unless you're a huge Amara Darbo guy, I think Doug Baldwin's going to eat, no? He is, and he's going to eat a lot. Um, I I am all over uh, the Seahawks offense this year. Um, I think I like Rashad Penny a lot. I think he's going to have a lot of value. I know there's Chris Carson Trucers out there still. Um I think Rashad Penny's going to have a really good year. I think Doug Baldwin is going to have a, a, a really middle, maybe mid to low range wide receiver one. I could see him going as high as maybe that six or seven area uh, in PPR leagues. And yeah, you, you mentioned it. The Seahawks defense, they lost Michael Bennett, Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor. It sounds like Earl Thomas isn't going to be coming back. Dalton Richardson's gone. And the people that they play, the, the uh, schedule that they play this year is a lot of top end offensive teams yes sir the nfc west is turning it is turning into uh, an offensive division that they have to play the entire nfc north lions packers even the bears and the vikings yep. i mean the bears are not going to be any slash this year although i'm not fully buying into them the cowboys the chargers the panthers the chiefs they're gonna be, like you just said negative game script the entire year these guys wilson baldwin i don't think there'll be a safer stack in all of football 
That's a great one, especially for DFS. Last one of the polarizing players, Jarek McKinnon. Again, it it seems logical. Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, when he's not going out on dates with certain people. Kyle, we will not get into that right now. (laughs) But I I remember Kyle Shanahan pounding the table for Joe Williams, right? He's still there. Matt Breida sort of popped once in a while last year. Is Jarek McKinnon just a plug-in RB1? You know, in PPR League, I have him as as a running back one. Um, and it's just, and it's because of Kyle Shanahan, uh, because I am bought into Kyle Shanahan being a coach that knows how to use his guys into the best of their abilities. Um, so I've got, uh, you know, I've got Jarek McKinnon right now at RB11 in PPR leagues. Okay. Um, I think he's just gonna, he's gonna float in there. I think he's gonna get enough touches overall. Even if a guy like Joe Williams or Matt Burita continue to get the, the carries on the ground and kind of take away from that, I still think that Jarek McKinnon will get enough catches this year to really inflate that value in PPR league. So uh, I'm bought into Kyle Shanahan, even though I'm not completely bought into Jarek McKinnon. Just because it's obvious doesn't mean it's not true. Let's turn our attention to tight ends. I was listening to your pod the other day. Great job, like I said, on Rotoballer, talking about your top 10 tight ends. I don't like drafting tight ends early. I, I had an argument with my partner over Jimmy Graham following his incredible 86 receptions, 1,215 yards, 16 TDs. He was, in essence, a wide receiver seven, but then he went in round one, and he drops to 14.4 fantasy points per game. He's only eight points that year better than Martellus Bennett. So you had your pod recently with Jake Huffman. You talked about your top tight ends. Who are some guys that we should target in the late round, sort of late round tight ends that you think maybe are going under the radar? Yeah, um, you know, and I'm with you on tight ends too. So we're, we agree on a lot of things, which is good. Um, oh, bad for you. I'll tell you, bad for you. I'll tell you that. But go ahead. <laughs> but with with tight ends, I prefer to stream tight ends. I think the only tight end I'm really willing to reach for this year is Kyle Rudolph. Yep. Just because I think he is in for a fantastic season. But beyond that, I'm not willing to really reach for the other guys. I would rather wait and try and pair like an offensive Safarian Jenkins with a George Kittle. Maybe try and uh, grab David Njoku. I would even be willing to grab like Cameron Bright for his touchdown upside and just rotate these guys week in and week out. Ricky Seals Jones. I know he's got that a little boy, bit of yes. right now, but I don't think that's. He had to go to the bathroom, Kyle. Oh, who hasn't had to go to the bathroom? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's probably going to be something that we have to worry about next year. I don't think it hampers him this year. Uh, but I mean, Ricky Seals Jones, he's, he's a converted wide receiver. He played wide receiver at Texas A&M. He's an athletic guy. I mean, he's not going to be, I don't think he's going to be out there blocking a whole lot. He's going to be out there catching balls. So if you, if I can get him as my tight end too, to plug and play with some other guys, I'm, I'm fine with that. And I'm not really a big rookie tight end guy either because I think they're always really disappointing. I mean, it took a perfect storm of injuries for Evan Ingram yes, last year to correct. become a tight end one. But Mike Jacecki, he, he could possibly get up into that maybe high tight end two status just because there's so many targets left over in Miami from, Jarvis Landry departing. Kyle Rudolph, it came out this week, Kirk Cousins says it's like thrown into a big pillow. I mean, he had 83 receptions back in 2016, so certainly that's a great one Mm -hmm. as well. Rookie RB time. Full disclosure, Kyle, you write a lot of great articles. My first fantasy article ever was how Ezekiel Elliott is not going to be an RB1 when he was a rookie. I mean, so, (laughs) yes, full disclosure here on the Pick It Up Bliss podcast. Terrible job by me, but I was hooked since then. And my rationale was, you know, all the Joseph dies and, um, uh, you know, uh, 
rookie uh, running backs that were out there that would not do well, that didn't do great, that we thought were going to be fantastic, and they weren't. But since then, of course, Zeke Elliott, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook for a few games, rookie RBs are all the wave. Now, you talked before about Rashad Penny. I just have a hard time believing that Saquon Barkley and Darius Geis and Rashad Penny and Royce Freeman and Ronald Jones are all going to have this massive (laughs) impact. So divide these up for the listeners. Which are going to boom? Which are going to bust? So obviously, Saquon Barkley, he's going to boom. Um, Ronald Jones is an interesting one. He was the guy that I liked coming out of the draft. And then after I did some more research and, and plugged in some more things, I thought, oh, you know what? Maybe not so much. Um, I think he's going to be right there in the middle. I don't think he's going to be a great player this year, but I don't think he's going to be a bust just because the attempts are going to be there for him. He's going to get touches. He's going to be able to get a little bit of volume. Rashad Penny is a boom guy for me. I think the I think the thing that really helps him this year is his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. And because, like we just talked about, having such a negative game script out there in Seattle, he's going to be out on the field catching balls. He's going to be doing a whole lot of different stuff. So I think the volume will be there for him as well, especially PPR league. Sonny Michelle is a guy that I'm staying away from. I think he's a bust this year. I don't think he's a bad player. Um, I just think he didn't land in the best situation. They just have so many running backs there in New England, and they are a team that likes to shuffle people in and out. I think they automatically assume that Sonny, or they automatically assume Deion Lewis is gone, so all of a sudden Sonny Michelle is going to be Deion Lewis, and he's going to be RB15 or whatever it was that, P, that uh, Lewis was in PPR League last year. Royce Freeman is a guy that I'm buying into as well. I like him a lot. I do think he is going to beat Booker out, and he's going to become a guy that gives you a high running back two type season. Same thing with Darius Geis. I think Darius Geis is a high running back too this year. Um, and then, you know, there's just, there's so many good running backs this year. Um, and then like Nick Chubb isn't going to get the volume. He's not a guy I'm buying this year. Carry on Johnson. I don't think is a guy that gets the, the volume this year with LeGarrette Blunt being there. One guy that I really, really, really like is Naheem Hines though. I think Naheem Hines in PPR league has legit, like uh, possibly face low running back two floor. Because also, Andrew Luck, I think he's going to have a good year. I think he's healthy. I'm going to buy into it. I know it might be a mistake, but I think he's going to use Hines as kind of that safety player. Uh, you know, maybe he's not comfortable throwing the ball downfield right away, so he's going to dump off to Hines. Maybe Doyle. I hate to see say Ebron, but Ebron's going to get some looks too. Um, so Hines is a guy that I'm buying as well. And those are just, you know, some of the rookie running backs out of the millions that were drafted this year. Uh, Listen, this is fantastic, Kyle. We got one last thing we want to do, and then we'll get you out of here. Really appreciate the time. I like to put the guests on the fantasy clock countdown. So I'm going to start a clock here. I got a million questions coming your way. Most are about fantasy. Some are about life, okay, food, things like that. We'll start the clock here. We'll do 60 seconds. All I want is your first reaction, and and then we'll get you out of here. You ready to go? Yeah, I won't talk so much. I I won't. I I promise. <laughs> no, you got no problem. It's up to you. If there's a question you don't like, talk as much. Yeah, that's what happens in politics, right? They just talk until the time runs out. All right, here we go. Ready. Over under for Tyrod Taylor games as a starter, seven and a half. Over. Ryan Tannehill, better, uh, finished better or worse than a QB 15? Uh, worse. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Absolutely, yes. Best PPR receiving option in Dallas, Hearns, Gallup, or Beasley? Beasley. Favorite Rocky movie? Um, I've only watched bits and pieces of all of them. Okay. Kelvin Benjamin will finish as a wide receiver too. Am I nuts? 
Yeah. <laughs> Best fantasy back in Tampa, Rojo or Peyton Barber? Uh, Rojo. Marlon Mack, Jordan Wilkins, or Hines? Hines. Better PPR finish, Giovanni Bernard or Chris Thompson? Ooh, Thompson. Is Austin Safarian Jenkins a tight end one this year? Yeah. Red or white clam chowder? Uh, white. And last one, do you look at a team's fantasy playoff schedules before redraft season? No. Excellent. Very, very good. Folks, Kyle Richardson, one of the best out there. Follow him on Twitter at krich1532. Senior fantasy analyst for Rotoballer. You can go to rotoballer.com. He's got the Roto Revolution, Rotoballer Game Day. Kyle, we can't thank you enough for a few minutes here, man, and we're certainly going to catch up during the season uh, and get all that great information that you pass out on a daily basis. Absolutely, Mike. Thanks so much. It was uh, it was an honor to be on. 